You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Good morning, everybody. You're welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we have a real heavy lineup this morning, Al. Unbelievable. Uh, time for a diet, is what you're saying? No, we have so many guests. We oh, gotta... I thought you'd been eating too much at the cottage, you know. Um, I, I know I was out for dinner last night, and it just kept bringing the food and bringing the food, and I couldn't say no. Last night, we were the food. We were watching a movie outside, and the mosquitoes and all that stuff. It's unbelievable. Oh, wow. Just unbelievable. Anyways, uh, this morning we're going to be talking with David Tate from Elegant Motors. Uh, we're just going to talk about EVs and uh, charging stations and all that good stuff that's coming. Mm-hmm. Amy Bradley from Wayfair Insurance is going to talk about RVs. And, uh, you know, they're the RV specialists. They have all those tips and stuff on the show and on the, on the station. And we're going to talk about not being able to cross the border and what our options are, which mm-hmm. I, I'm going to find interesting. Norris McDonald, Toronto Star, Wheel Section. It's the 60th anniversary of Mossport, otherwise known as Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And we're going to talk a little bit about the history of that story track. That was a great track. I raced on that track for years, and I've crashed on almost every corner. So um, <laughs> Every corner? It's only, the only ones that I do well, <laughs> I didn't crash on, but I've had a few incidents. Did you, did I, you, I remember you, rolling down the hill. On, on turn three, and uh, the uh, guy that fought was following me, he followed me all the way down the hill, too. I was going to ask <laughs> you if you ever ended up on your roof. I did. I had a friend, uh, Riley was his name. He's a Ford dealer out uh, in uh, near the lakehead, and he said uh, he was very tall, and every time the car landed on the roof, it landed on his head. So <laughs> years terrible. later, we were, I met him at the Cayuga, mm-hmm. and uh he was telling me he had back pains. He had trouble from that accident that happened 30 years before. Oh, wow. So it shows you, you know, you heard a little bit and you heard a lot. Mm-hmm. John Carmichael from OMVIC is going to be joining us, and we're going to talk about the history of OMVIC and the fact that they're a consumer organization and they're going out there. They want to make themselves more visible to the audience to make sure that if you have a car problem, they'll be there to help you. So it's interesting stuff. So there you go. There you go. It's a show. Yeah, you know, so many people nowadays are just so used to doing everything on the internet, and 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 and, and just assuming that you know they can just do a Google search and find whatever they need. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you ever do that up at the lake? I do. I'm on a computer all the time. It's it's actually my lifeline here because uh, I can't I can't go to visit people anymore. People don't take appointments, so everything's done on the internet. You don't take that personally, do you? I do in a way. I miss it. You know, I miss sitting down with somebody and, you know, reading their body language and, and, and their voice. And, and you just can't do that on Zoom. It just doesn't work. I, you know, I always laugh because people walk in now to the shop and they're wearing a mask and they go, you don't recognize me. You can't say hello. I said, well, actually, no, I have no idea who you are. All you see yeah. is, two, you know, a bald head and two little beady eyes sticking above the, oh, that's me, actually. Sorry. 
<laughs> uh, by the way, I want to thank you for helping my niece. Oh. Um, my niece, I should explain that my niece had a Volkswagen with a turbocharger problem. The dealer wanted 5K, like in $5,000 mm-hmm. was their estimate. Alan fixed it with a spritz and a tap on the head. <laughs> Sometimes we get lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, also a little bit of knowledge. Well, exactly, because you have to know where to hit it, eh? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know the you know the story. The guy goes to fix the TV, and he just gives it a kick on the side. And and then the lady wants to know how come it costs so much money, right? Yeah, knowing where to kick it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to pay for all those years of uh, education. All righty. <laughs> Let's get it going. We have a long program to do in a short time. There you go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to David Tate to find out. Well, first of all, he's from Elegant Motoring. He's an elegant kind of guy. But he's going to be talking about something different. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Alan Gelman. With me is David. Uh, David, he's out there and uh, out out at the lake. He's enjoying the weather, I'm sure. You know, yes. I don't know how many hot weekends we got left, but uh, you better take advantage of it. We've got on the phone with us David Tate. He's from Elegant Motoring. Dave, take it away. Hey, guys. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Absolutely awesome. You're right. The weather is fantastic. Dog days of summer, trying to find things to do right now. It's amazing. You know, people complain how hot it is, and I'm going, yeah, but all winter we complain about how cold it is. So so enjoy it, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got a, a trip planned to the East Coast, taking my uh, my EV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Did a little bit of planning to get to uh, make sure that I get there with uh, <laughs> with a charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's looking awesome. So did you just, like, bolt on some solar panels onto the roof of that thing, or what? We, I wish. I wish it was that easy. Um, we actually, uh, I went out uh, this, uh, back in March, I ordered a couple of EVs, a couple of Teslas, actually, uh-huh. um, just to kind of see how things go and how, you know, this is the way the market tends to be, uh, tends to be swaying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and went out and got certified to do uh, EV installations and stuff like that for people in condos and commercial units and stuff. It's funny how mm-hmm. Ontario behind with this because um in quebec they're giving out rebates and stuff for for the install to provide the infrastructure for these cars um in, in ontario i haven't seen that yet what what, do you, what happens if you're living in an older building let's say you're in an apartment or a condo where there's there's just not i mean they weren't equipped initially to have power down there is there any way around that or a way you can fix that absolutely there's uh what what we've been um uh, looking into and actually getting involved with is actually solutions for those types of situations. Mm-hmm. Even in older homes, you know, a lot of these old homes in Toronto only have 60 amps. But I mean, yeah, by the time you put your uh, your um, furnace on, you're pretty much maxing out your uh, your usage. So um, we have ways around that. We allow uh, we have sensors that communicate with the chargers mm-hmm. um, to let the charger know how much amperage the house is using. So you know, Sunday. Sunday dinner's over, you turn off your stove, you know, it's cool outside, the lights are off, you're sitting on the patio, house isn't really using any power. Uh, it then communicates with the charger and says, okay, you could put more power to the car. Uh, so in the morning, again, you wake up with a, with a full charge or a full tank, basically. Wow, that's pretty um, smart. Yeah, in condos, um, what they've done, it's, it's actually really cool. The, the biggest issue with condos is not just the running of the cable into an existing, you know, concrete structure like a parking garage. It's also where do you put the hydrometers and how do you get the power to the hydrometers? A lot of the times, you know, your hydrometer for the penthouse suite is not on the ground floor. 
Uh, usually they do them in banks in the building on every five to ten floors. Mm-hmm. They'll put all the hydrometers for the for the floors on the way up uh, in there. So uh, what we do is we go in and we can actually pull power from the common power for the building mm-hmm. that the building would pay for. And then we provide systems that, um, like a breaker panel, let's say, that each, each breaker switch it would represent a particular uh, tenant or parking spot mm-hmm. and allow it then to build directly to the uh, to the condo. So at that point, the condo can tell, because it's metered through those breaker switches, the condo's able to build a tenant um, and it's all automated. So there's no issues, it's super easy to install. A little expensive, but when you're looking at a breaker panel that you know holds 50 um, switches, let's say, uh, you know, when you break it down to 50 parking spots, it, it then becomes much more economical. David? I was going to say, are we going to see things like wires across the sidewalk on on older homes, like where the guy parks on the street and uh, he wants to charge his car, so he runs his wire from the house to the car, but it crosses the sidewalk? Are we going to see that in the future? That that could happen. And uh, on the flip side of that, you know, the city might might start allowing people to permit uh, parking spaces. You know, some of these uh, you know older developed neighborhoods like Ronces. Mm-hmm and stuff like that, Ossington and so on, um, you know, where people are parking on the street, um, the city might start to allow people to permit uh, to be able to run power under the parking, um, under the sidewalk, sorry, uh, to be able to put a, uh, a parking meter or like a, a charging meter, sorry. I wonder or like you, in Europe, yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about is that, you know, if, if you're bringing your car home and it's plugged in all night, it's not like you have to charge it at a at a heavy amperage rating. I mean, you know, because you're you're, you're there for a longer period of time, you, you can step it down, can you not? I mean, then you wouldn't need the heavy cabling as well. Yes and no. It all it all it totally depends. And this is where you know a lot of people think, oh, they just call their electrician and yeah, come on in and and you know run some wire and plug in my uh, my charger. Right. You know, when people look at this, this is not really that simple. It's more of a solution. Um, uh, you know, it, it's more of a solution sale or uh, uh, sit down with someone who understands it a little bit better because there's a lot more involved than just, hey, plug it in with a little bit of a trickle charge and I'm good in the morning. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how much you drive. Like, I look at myself, I've had my, my the EV that I'm driving personally, I drive a, a Model Y um, long range, you know, in, two, in under two months, I've got uh, over 10,000 kilometers on my car. Um, so not only have I saved, you know, a hundred dollars for every 500 I've driven. So I've saved, saved two grand driving this, uh, in fuel. Um, but you know, I, I drive a fair bit. So when I plug in, if I had a 16 amp, uh, charger, which is really low or even a 120, mm-hmm. um, like your regular 120, 15 amp on your, you know, your, your, uh, light bulb circuit, right. um, it would take me four days to fully charge my car. All right, Dave, we got to run uh, quickly. How did, what's your website? Elegantmotoring.ca. There you go. Get a charge from Dave. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back right after the break. We're going to be talking to Norris McDonald about a very special birthday that's coming up. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. I am Alan Gilman, uh, mechanic extraordinaire and uh, talk show host as well. <laughs> and, of course, we've got David Rediger. He's the laughing fellow on the other line. Dave? 
Alrighty. You know, back in 1958, a uh, car club by the, call, the name of Bemsey, which is a British motorsports uh, motor club, uh, got a hold of 450 acres just north of Bowmanville, designed a racetrack, and in 1960s, it was built. And uh, talk about that is with Norris McDonald, who was there. Morning, Norris. How are you? I wasn't there until 1961 when they yes. actually opened the place for racing. You're right, they were building the place in 1960, Dave. And good morning, you guys. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't, uh, par- pardon my manners. Um, and, of course, it's gone on to be one of the great road racing circuits, not just in North America, but the world. It's the oldest continuous road racing circuit in the country, and everything from Formula One uh, to the old Can-Am series, mm-hmm. the stock cars, and the famous drivers of the world have uh, raced at Mosport. And it's a, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a national jewel. You know, it, they, I, when you talk to the drivers, it's because most of the corners are blind. When you when you come up, you don't see the exit of the of the corner, and it's extremely difficult track to drive. Well, that's right. Now, of course. You know, speeds are such now, um, in, in uh, 1967, when the Formula One cars came here for the first time, uh, Jim Clark won the pole with a time of 1 minute and 22 seconds. Um, and that would have averaged out to uh, maybe 90, 95 miles an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. Now the track record is a minute 4 seconds. Whoa. So there's 18 seconds faster then Jim Clark drove in a Formula One car, and the uh, record, incidentally, was set uh, by an American Le Mans series uh, DP uh, Daytona prototype one car. Um, and uh, so you can just imagine the fact that they're going that much faster. They come up on those corners so much quicker. And you're right, Dave, they can't see. So they have to know the place like the back of their hand before they can go out there and really get their foot in it and compete. Norris, question, how did they shave that much time off? Is it Was it the quality of the tire? Is it horsepower? And, is it the driver? What is it? It's everything. It's technology more than anything else, though, Alan. Mm-hmm. You know, even the Formula One cars in, in 1967 would be a, almost the equivalent of a Formula Ford or a Formula 1600 car today. Wow. Uh, just, you know, a, a smaller engine and not as sophisticated. They didn't have the ground effects technology in those days. True, true. You know, race cars are so sophisticated now as far as gluing themselves to the track, whether you're at Mosport or whether you're at Indianapolis, that, um, you know, they're jet fighter planes that technology is keeping from taking off. And uh, if, in fact, uh, the analogy would be that you could drive this car, these cars upside down across a ceiling mm. if you could actually get them up there in <laughs> order to start the experiment. Dave? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, the last couple of years we used to have NASCAR with the truck series up there and always an exciting finish, but no international racing because of the border. That's right, and that's why, it, you know, the 60th anniversary, unfortunately, they haven't been able uh, to you know, to to recognize it for the significant anniversary that it is. I think they're going to put a lot off until next year, and uh, 
and and they'll celebrate the 61st anniversary because they really couldn't do much. Yes, the American Le Mans series couldn't come. NASCAR will not, or yeah, the trucks won't be there on Labor Day weekend. And by the way, all the races that I have seen over the years, that place, the very, very first one in 2013, I have to say was the most exciting race I ever saw at, at Mosport. Um, and, and by the way, if I can get a quick plug in, because I know we're running mm-hmm. out of time, uh, the program on, on this Labor Day, where they actually will have racing, is going to be the, the NASCAR uh, Pinty Series, the National Stock Car Championship, will be the headliner. And uh, there's going to be sports cars out there, and the Nissan Centric Cup is going to be out there, and the uh, Radical Cup Canada is going to be there, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend. If you want to go, though, you have to go online and get your tickets in advance because there is a limit on the number of people that are going to be allowed to go into that facility over the Labor Day weekend. All right, Norris, we're running out of track. we got to thank you for joining us today. Always, uh, always a great interview, great information, and we'll keep reading you online. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank All right. you very much, boy. You're very thank welcome. you, Norris. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with Amy Bradley from Wayfarer Insurance right after this break. You can find out all about RVs, not not RV to Amberger Place, RV the, um, you know, the remote, what do they call those? Recreational vehicle. There you go. We'll be right back. You know, Dave's got a cottage, but there's a lot of us who need a cottage on wheels. And I think what you'd call that is a recreational kind of vehicle. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Redinger, um, talk to Amy. Say hi. Amy, good morning. Hello. How are you guys? Excellent. How's the things going? Do you know what? Not too bad. I've been outside already, live on a farm, got chores done. My one son's out there trying to get a four-wheel going. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a normal Saturday morning. Perfect. Amy, because the border's closed, do we see a lot of people uh, scooting around Ontario uh, in their RVs? Tell us about that. Do you know what? We have... With the borders um, being closed and the border restrictions, even with the health and safety measures, um, and people cannot go on their destination vacations, you know, the all-inclusive, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them. So people are starting to buy RVs, which is your motorhomes, your travel trailers, tent trailers, and everyone is starting to get into the industry. Plus, if you're just trying to find out what the RVs are all about, you can even rent them. So people are starting to rent RVs to see, like, hey, is this right for me? And then once they rent them out, we're finding that people are purchasing an RV that suits their own needs. And with the borders Amy, being closed, I was going to say, oh, yeah. people that normally stay in hotels, isn't it better just to be in an RV where your sort of your circle is smaller and you're safer with the pandemic going on? Do you know what? Absolutely, because with your RV, it's your home away from home, like literally, mm-hmm. because you pack up your own belongings when you go to campground, campgrounds or campsites. Um, you're in your own area, your own spot. So you don't have to worry about your COVID. It is your own belongings, which is fantastic, I think. 
Now, I have Definitely. a question. If, if people do like it, I mean, as you say, would you? I, I guess that would be the best thing to do first, eh, is just to rent one for a week or two and see if, if you like that particular lifestyle. Because there's a lot to learn. Um, you know, it's not just plug and play. I mean, you, you have to know how to hook it up, if, if there's a two-way or a three-way, where you can go, where you can't go. Any place we can go for tips on that as well? Oh, my gosh, yeah. We have an RBing tips.ca so it's r-v-i-n-g-t-i-p-s.ca because we're in canada mm-hmm. we're um canadian owned company so yeah the best thing to do is and if you have a family like you have children and family members mm-hmm. you'll want to try out travel trailers um that will have the bunks in it because to be honest I- <laughs> I insure my whole family. Every every one of them have RVs. Mm-hmm. We borrow my in-laws trailer, and I have three kids. And Justin and I, that's my husband, we're going to purchase one of these days, I say. We're just pretty cheap. We're farmers. Um, <laughs> but you know what? If you have kids, you want to look into the bunk beds because right now you can put down your um, your table, your dinette. That can be turned into a bed. If there's also couches in your RVs right now that turn into beds, so you want to find an RV that suits you. And if you're just a couple, they have tons of RVs as well that you can, that suit your own needs. Like it's your home away from home. And one thing, if you are looking for a trailer, you can also go to the ORVDA. And that is your Ontario Recreational Vehicle Dealer Association because the dealers, you state what you want and they will help you put you into the correct trailer. Amy, you have to have special insurance for an RV. You supply it, don't you? Wayfair supplies it. We, yes, we do. You know what? Within this, there's, we have many changes because of COVID, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, One thing that hasn't changed is our expertise and our personalized service when you call us at Wayfair Insurance Group. We've been specializing in RVs for over 25 years. We know we have this wheel. Yeah, like we have all of us all together um, within the offices over 100 years of experience. I've been within Wayfair since now I'm aging myself, to be honest. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, in 2004, and I started off as a receptionist, broker, business development. I'm everywhere. So even if you want, if you need to call us and find information, you can call the 1-800, no, sorry, 1-844-929-4768. But with us, we specialize in the RVs. We know um, we don't attach it to your home and auto, which is very important for your travel trailers. I'll tell you this, because you can attach it to your home, but let's say you guys have an awning claim, because you know the crazy weather we've been having right now, the majority of claims you're going to have, guys, is that awning's going to rip off, fly off. And if it's attached to your home, that can affect your homeowner policy. And to be honest, if you back your unit up into a tree, I'm going to tell you, I love my dad. 
and he'll probably kill me for saying this, he upgraded his trailer. It's a couple feet longer, and he thought he could get it into a spot because, you know, when you're camping, there's trees. Well, the <laughs> earth end of the trailer, oh, can I say that? Anyways, I just did. I'll say the back end of the trailer came around, and he took out his awning, scraped the back, and by the time I showed up, he was so mad. I said, Dad, I don't think you're covered, which was a joke, my friend. <laughs> he was so mad, and then I had to start laughing. I said, it's okay. You're covered for it all. <laughs> so said, basically, you, what you're saying is you, you have a separate coverage for your RV uh, besides the home and the car, and that way you don't affect yeah. the other policies. That's exactly it. Because we do it on a property policy, it is a standalone policy. So therefore, it will not affect your home or your auto. And another great thing we have within our, that is unique to us, is a 10-year guaranteed replacement that you can get on your brand new trailers and your used trailers. So what that means is, let's say you have a trailer, you purchased it for 30000 and you have a total loss. Falling objects is covered within our policy. So I'm going to say, let's say a tree fell down on it completely demolished it, or with the tornadoes that have gone through, lifted your trailer up, flipped it, we will purchase you a brand new one, same like and kind, despite the cost. So you just purchased a travel trailer for 30000 and let's say this happens in five years, a new one's going to cost you fifty. doesn't matter. We'll put you in the same like and kind trailer that you had, which is a phenomenal coverage that is unique to us. Fascinating. Al? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, people who normally drive cars, you know, uh, it's always funny the first time they try to back a trailer and they just just (laughs) don't have the expertise. So you can imagine, you know, somebody's first time ever all of a sudden trying to uh, back into a a camping spot just like your dad did uh, without experience or without, you know, having two other people outside yelling at you which way to turn. Um, you better have insurance because guaranteed you're going to whack something, eh? It's true. It is true. And a lot of people, I'll let you know this, um, new, if you're new to RVing or not, if you have a slide out or tip out, so that's for people that don't know, that's the side of your unit that will come out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you park that unit, you forget there's a tree on the other side. (laughs) And, (laughs) And you'll hit it. And that can be quite extensive, but it's okay. With us, you're still covered. And people don't realize that. Yeah, because, and I'll let you know this. um, Some people, you know, you go to campgrounds and you've got a small little spot and you have a, you know, you're sitting around a campfire, you're doing your marshmallows or just enjoying a glass of wine. Um. Sometimes you got to watch your awning. You want to make sure your trailer is away from your fire. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> sparks fly. But that's okay. With us, you're still covered. Amy, is it hard to find a, 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 a parking spot nowadays uh, with late in the season? So is it hard to find a campsite? Do you know what? It is. With Ontario parks or even um, the campgrounds that are around, Because back in the day, I'll say just even a couple of years ago, since COVID, 
we, everyone had tents, right? But now with mm. the boom in our industry, everyone's getting into the RVs, which is awesome. And it is your home away from home. But trying to find a campground and campsite, because everyone is in the industry, those spots fill up quite fast. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been noticing. So if you are thinking of planning on going on a trip, um, you have to do it in the springtime, to be honest. But you also have campgrounds probably around your area that will have spots come available because, you know, life happens and you'll have cancellations. So you can always call like the Thursday before to see if any spots have opened up. But yeah, we used to go to Algonquin Park every year, my whole family. Like I've got three older sisters and my parents and we would go to, uh, you know what, they're going to kill me. I call it pog or white fish. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, those are closed because they're group sites. So your Ontario parks with the group sites, they're closed. Um, but you, you will find eventually a campground to go to, but you've got to get it, get get on it fast i should say all right amy we got to get on it fast like you're saying we're run out of rate rose track uh rvingtips.ca is a great place for any information and what's your website again yes wayfareinsurancegroup.com but it's not wayfare like the furniture we're w-a-y-f-a-r-e-r insurancegroup.com. It's like big furniture with wheels. All right. We appreciate Take care of yourself. (laughs) We'll get you back again. Thanks, Amy. Down the road. Take care, Amy. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with John Carmichael from Omvic right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're live on the radio. We're not just like online, you know, where you, 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 you talk to that little device that's there. Can I help you? Uh, we'll, we'll put you in touch with somebody right now. Speaking of putting us in touch, we got Dave Redinger there. And uh, Dave, take it away. Uh, we are talking this morning with John Carmichael. And uh, John is with Omvic. He's actually the registrar. John, good morning. Um, first question we have is, who is Omvic? Well, good morning, Dave. And good morning, Al. Thank you. Uh, glad to be with you. And glad to be live, too. That's good Exactly. <laughs> Not the virtual assistant, eh? That's it. I'm, I'm thrilled to be with you. So OMVIC is the motor vehicle uh, regulator in Ontario, uh, and functionally we have two pillars. The, the primary pillar is that we are a consumer protection agency, so uh, we are here to ensure the rights of Ontario car buyers and uh, work very feverishly at that effort throughout the course of our year. And additionally, we um, the second pillar is to... Uh, uh, raise the standard, if you like, of dealer professionalism, which we've been doing for 20 years, and and it uh, helps dealers uh, provide the tools to their salespeople to do the job uh, the way they want. They know it should be done, and they want it done on a professional level. Well, you know, unfortunately, John, a lot of people are reactive rather than proactive. You know, in other words, they get into trouble first. And then they, yeah. they try to find somebody or some organization to try to help them out. But you guys are trying to do this now in reverse. You got a new a new campaign going on? Good call, uh, Al. Yes, we, um, we have uh, started a new campaign that launches on Monday, and it's called Omvic, uh, Your Ride to a Free Ride. Um, or mm-hmm. sorry, Your Free Ride to a New Ride. You better get that right. Omvic.ca. 
And the objective is that uh, if you've got a problem, and, and I mean, let's face it, uh, some car deals do go bad. Uh, I would say the vast, vast majority of car transactions are good and people don't have a problem and enjoy doing business uh, with their dealer and their sales rep. But occasionally there is a problem that'll pop up. We're the people to go to onvic.ca. It's a free service, your free ride to your next ride. So uh, we encourage consumers, call Onvic, go on our website at onvic.ca, and we'll be able to assist. You know, you're actually talking about things that, that they're not aware of, such as negative equity and contracts. So basically, they should go to your website and get an education before walking into the dealership? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the bulk of this uh, campaign that we're launching in brand awareness is directed at millennials. So for the most part, first-time car buyers. And we encourage uh, those buyers to go to our website and answer your questions, do your homework and research before you go shopping for that car so that not only do you cut down on the amount of time on getting educated when you're looking for the right vehicle to fit your needs, but you've also got some of the answers, understanding what your rights are, what negative equity is, any other issues that could pop up, and uh, even in all-in pricing, um, you know, we, we encourage uh, uh, buyers to take a picture of the ad. If they see an ad that a dealer has put on the, in the, uh, either on the website or in a newspaper or on television, take a picture of it. If it's a dealer ad, it's going to have all-in pricing. The only extras are HST and license costs. And what we talk about at our website is, how you can ensure you protect yourself when you go into that environment. And it's, it's not so much about protection. It's, it's about knowing your rights. And that's what we encourage folks to do their homework on. Dave? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dave? Uh, <laughs> well, no, and, and you're I absolutely... You all, are you stumped? <laughs> no, not at all. Now, <laughs> let, me, for... let me add one other piece to the puzzle and why you guys are thinking about what to ask. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. And you're the pros. Um, we also have a compensation fund and the compensation fund is what we like to refer to as a safety net for consumers where there is a situation that might go bad. And again, let's keep in mind, these are few and far between, but we receive uh, hundreds of calls a week from consumers who have concerns and we try to answer their question. But if they've had a bad situation evolve, we do have a compensation fund that is there with OMVIC dealers, OMVIC purchased vehicles, uh, that is there as a backstop in the event that something goes terribly wrong. But I think the most important part is that people have to realize that they only get help or compensation if they've dealt with an OMVIC licensed dealer, correct? Yeah, absolutely, Al. Uh, there are a lot of private sellers out there, and, and let's face it, there are, uh, there are private sellers who are very legitimate. They're trying to sell their vehicles so they can leverage into their next vehicle. But the problem we have is curbsiders, individuals who are private businesses, illegal car buyers. Uh, every OMVIC registered dealer is a legal dealer. They've completed a certification course. Uh, they are trained in uh, the Motor Vehicle Dealer Act. They understand the rules. But curbsiders, these are the guys who uh, make a business out of selling cars and um and not necessarily disclosing all of the issues, whether the car has been damaged, has a rolled back odometer, might have been in an accident, uh, might have been a former daily rental or a police car or limousine. 
So disclosures are critical. Curbsiders are notorious for uh, avoiding those types of situations. And we can't help when dealers do uh, purchase vehicles from private sellers in that category. So we encourage people to visit an OMVIC registered dealer. That's where they have the greatest protection. Training has been in place. The professionalism level should be terrific for every experience. And if there's a problem, you can come to us and we'll gladly assist. So it's okay to buy donuts at a donut shop, but you don't want to buy a car there. Is that it? I do not buy a car at a donut <laughs> shop. <laughs> Otherwise, you could end up in the hole. You get it? A hole. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that joke's for everybody. You've been working on that one all night. Now, <laughs> I know. Omvic.ca. Thank you very much, John. Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you very much. All, all right. right. This Thanks. is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave and Al. We'll be right back. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We're going to talk about an email Happy that was sent to actually the Global Mail. It's an interesting article. Uh, John Cheer is was the author, <laughs> and he writes about the license plates not being renewed with an expired sticker. People are driving all over Ontario, and the government has asked them not to give out a uh, ticket. So the question is, what happens if you're driving with an expired plate? And the reality is, first off, they're not going to ticket you. They'll charge you when you're um, uh, coming back, you know, into the world. Mm -hmm. And secondly, your insurance company won't cancel your insurance. So uh, right now we're kind of in limbo. But I'm looking at probably five or six hundred bucks worth of uh, license plates because mine's two years expired. Yeah, so that's the question. So when you do go in, um, are you only... You are, can you only pay for a year, or do you have to pay for the two years that you didn't get it? No, it, uh, you have to pay right up to the end, right up to the current time. So bottom line is you're buying two or three years' worth of license plates. Um, I've got two vehicles with expired plates, and uh, the bottom line is that uh, it's no free ride in Ontario. you got to pay. And uh, this one is really important. GM has recalled every EV Chevy Bolt that they built. That's over 63,000 cars that they have built and delivered, and it's because of battery fires. So it shows you that there's a real danger with EVs, and they're not boiled out yet. They're not prepared to, uh, I guess, be, be uh, service-free and safe. So uh, if you're driving a Chevy Bolt, stop. I would contact your dealer right away and look for the upgrade. I think they're going to replace the battery packs, but it looks like $800 million is going to be spent, if not even more. Uh, they're looking actually at a budget of a billion. Okay. Well, you know, it's important, but, but, but you know, as the car is burning, you know, you could, you could sit back and blow out the, the flames, you know, just, yeah, like, sure. just like just somebody would on a <laughs> birthday cake, for example, eh? <laughs> Can you imagine you spend $50,000 on this car and uh, it's not safe to drive? They should actually give you a loaner. Can you imagine they have to give you a, how many 63,000 cars are being recalled? So it's a scary situation. If you have a Chevy Bolt, I recommend strongly you contact your dealer and find out what your situation actually is. There you go. And make sure your insurance is up to date. Yeah. <laughs> Whose responsibility that? is that? I, I don't know. I mean, if the car self-ignites... It, you know, yeah. why would your own insurance company have to pay for it? Why wouldn't the manufacturer it, take care of you? 
And you know what? The battery situation, they're not fully developed yet. And the reality is there's new stuff coming. So I wouldn't even be looking at buying an EV right now. I'd wait until the they've sort of worked it out that it's something that actually works and has a decent range. But that, so scary stuff. But that Duracell battery is kind of cute. You know, that bunny that walks around. <laughs> that and it goes forever, <laughs> eh? That, how long has that thing been on TV? Forever, forever. The copper top battery. We want to thank our <laughs> guests, knows? of course. We had... Uh, we had Amy Bradley from Wayfarer Insurance. With nice me. gal. Really a nice gal. Yeah, she's a farmer, she said. Apparently, yep. they don't like to spend money is what she was leading on there, eh? That's true. They repurpose everything. Don't throw I nothing don't. out, eh? Wayfarer Insurance, so if you want an RV or you want tips, you want to go to, uh, they have a great website where you can find out tips on, you know, how to buy an RV and, and where's a good place to get them. And uh, and if you're going to buy one, make sure you get it from a registered dealer as well. ORVDA is the Ontario RV Dealers Association, especially if you're mm -hmm. just green at that. And, because there's a lot of things to know. Uh, if you've not, you know, you're buying a whole home, and it's a very expensive. I want to thank uh, Norris McDonald, of course. Yep. Uh, 60 years, uh, that track's been there. How? What year did you first go there, Dave? Uh, 76. Actually, we were involved in, in doing the Honda Michelin series. That was the longest running single car series in uh, the world. Ran mm -hmm. for 18 years. I was part of the development team. I ran a Honda for, I think, uh, six seasons and I banged up a lot of cars. And every time I'd bang up a car, my wife would show up to visit. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a problem. Anyways, it was a great fun. It was a lot of fun. And it, they brought it back again. And, uh, it, it's a single car series. I think Nissan does it now they run the little nissans around the track yeah the micro cup series they call it that's right yeah and they roll over John, too no do they ever yes Ask, uh, brian brian matt he's, he's banged a few cars <laughs> absolutely john and, carmichael omvic mm -hmm. thank you uh in, good information they're going after the younger crowd they're trying to get millennials to smarten up a little bit and uh, learn what the car business is all about and of course we did without uh, fail david tate from Elegant Motoring. I didn't even know that he was going into EV business, but uh, it's a good, 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 good thing to do. There you go. If you want an electric vehicle and are concerned about how you're going to charge it up, he's got an answer for you. And of course, you could get it ceramic coated or put a wrap on it at the same time. Okay, and that's a wrap. John. Speaking of a wrap, we got to run. Dave, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much. Thank Carlos in the studio again. And, and by the way, Dave, happy birthday. 39 yeah. again, eh? 39 again. I was going to go 29, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Drive safe. We'll see you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.